Welcome back for another episode of Money Buys Happiness. This episode we had Todd Shapiro, used to be a media personality, now turned entrepreneur, aka CEO of Red Light Holland. The guy's a real fucking G. He's killing it. He's the fucking, just call him the Shroom King at this point. Shroom no? King, yeah, I think All so. All right, listen, fucking dive right in there. Take some shrooms. Welcome back to the MBH Podcast, Money Buys Happiness Season 4. We're not doing episodes anymore, right? Nah. Okay, listen, yo, shout out everybody <laughs> liking, subscribing, showing us love. Keep it coming. Please, we love you guys. But w- without further ado, we have a very, very interesting guest today, Todd Shapiro, the CEO of Red Light Holland. What's going on, bro? All right, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Nice. Well, you're not doing episodes anymore because you always get the fucking numbers wrong. <laughs> I always every like, single time. Why, why the hell are you counting at that point? Dude, I've, been yeah. him, I've been telling him for seasons. I'm just like, stop saying the fucking episode. You get it wrong every time, bro. We stopped. We stopped now. We stopped now. But thanks dude, for you'll say like time. 11. It'll come up 12 on the screen. <laughs> like, you, you just confuse the goddamn viewers. Thanks for making the time to come out, though. No, I appreciate really it. really appreciate it. Shout out Don, who's with us here today. Mr. Don Ella, man. He hooked us up, connected us connector in the city so happy to have you man uh, you got quite a story i mean i was doing some research on you obviously um you started off in media and and broadcasting um i noticed that you also got into tv early as well um so let's talk about that a little bit before we get into your business and your entrepreneurship yeah i would love to yeah, yeah. it's been it's been a fun it's been a fun ride for me yeah. i think yeah, yeah. it's been a really tell. fun ride can tell. Yeah, what yeah. i was looking at i was like yo this from here from then then you have some serious you have tsn radio humble and fred like Let's get into yeah, it. Walk us, through it. walk us through it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was I was twenty uh, seven ish with not a clear direction. Uh, how old are you guys? I'm twenty eight. I'm twenty five. Okay, so you guys got a direction. You got a business. You got, you know you're doing all this great stuff. So I didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of yeah. working in HVAC. I. I uh, had a lot of very successful friends already going to like med school, yeah. lawyer, you know, I'm not stereotyping Jewish people here. I'm just saying that's what my friends <laughs> yeah, did, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and they were doing that and they're getting married young and everything. And I was kind of like, ah, nothing felt passionate for me yeah. yet. Um, really interestingly for me, what kind of like pushed me into media was, have you ever heard of that show Blind Date? Yes. You remember yes. that show Blind Date? Yes. Roger yeah, yeah. Lodge on the pop-up yeah, stuff. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, you guys yeah. might be too young for that. That's <laughs> no, good. I'm glad you, you know it. Um, it, came to, it came to Toronto for five episodes. Okay. And I actually tried out for fun. I didn't, I didn't, at that point, I didn't really know what I wanted to do yet. Like media, TV, this stuff. But my buddies were like, you're kind of a clown. Go do the thing. (laughs) Date ladies and have some fun. Nice. So, and I made it. I like, I made that show. 10,000 people tried out. Yeah. They they tried it at like, they, they waited at the corner of city TV there where they had speakers corner in the day. Yeah. 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 And, and that kind of like sort of spiraled into a career in media after that. What had happened was I was going to radio school at Seneca college. So I was kind of leaning that way anyway. Right. When I tried out got into it. I always thought I'd go to the TV route because let's be honest, I'm really good looking. Like, <laughs> like you know, I'm yeah, a super yeah. handsome guy. Right on. Yeah, yeah. So I deserve like for a lot of people to see this face daily. And um, no, not at all. And, and, and what I realized and look how much fun you guys are having. I know it's a combination of both, but at the day, like podcast didn't exist and all those kind of things. TV was like really dry and stale. You read from teleprompters, yeah. even like sports broadcasters in the day weren't as fun as they yeah. are today. And and radio was a place just to be like free of mind, free of thought and just go with it. And you, know, you guys joked when we're doing this, there's yeah. no edits. Like you yeah. say it, you say it. Of course. And I love doing that because yeah. I'm good with the gift of the gab, but I'm yeah. also like good at like speaking things because I read a lot. I, you know, I think I delve into a lot of different topics yeah. and, you know, I 
like to think that I have a lot of different information, a lot of different er- different of areas to share yeah. and opinions. You got to yeah. have opinions, of course. So, so long story short, I took the radio stream right around when Blind Date then was going to air. Okay. okay. So I did the auditions. They filmed it, and then Blind Date went to air like four or five months later. I okay. kind of forget now. And the interesting thing about the radio stream choice at Seneca College, which was you know where I chose for media, was the the TV thing for Blind Date was kind of neat, but they had. Um, I guess like this cross promo going on with 102.1 The Edge at the time okay. where the blind daters would go on the morning show, which was Humble and Fred, to talk about that night's date okay. to cool. like kind of hype, yeah, you know, viewers yeah, to go and course. check it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I went in in radio school. So it was really neat. Had a really fun little interview. Nerve, like, man, I almost like pooped my pants. I was so, <laughs> oh, I, was so I was 27, 28. But, you yeah. know, this was a big morning show at the time. Sure, Humble of course, and Fred. Of course. And I was, I was so nervous. Went into it. I think, you know, had some good laughs with the guys. Yeah. And, um, and I remember looking at Humble and saying hey can i like I'm, i need an internship to fulfill some hours to get to graduate yeah. he said come back tomorrow so wow. that's kind of how it started on. okay so he uh, loved you off the bat probably too uh, yeah he yeah. did and, yeah. and he's been very instrumental in my entire career actually i can i can get into that later yeah. um and then and then long story short i interned for humble and fred for quite some time okay. you know five six months didn't you know didn't pay a thing i'll joke with humble i'm like humble had like a lineup <laughs> of interns like yeah. you couldn't even talk to him some days yeah. like, like yeah. You, you would go through it was like old school radio you yeah. know all these guys yeah. like they you know they had a lot of chutzpah and <laughs> so anyway i i um, then had an opportunity. This new guy came into town that a lot of people probably heard of, Dean Blundell. Yeah. And, yeah. and Dean looked at me and said, Hey, buddy, do you want to like uh, work with me or go with Humble and Fred? And like, I wasn't sure what to do because I could have gone with Humble and Fred. They were moving over to a station called Mojo Radio, okay. AM 640 at the time, yes. was going was to become Mojo. And, and I spoke to my promotions director who gave me the advice stick with the new, the new group. Because you'll actually should have more room to grow. The other one's very established. Yeah. Yes. And and so I stuck with it. And then we ended up, you know, I think I started like literally the lowest on the totem pole there. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like the intern for that show. And I was fearless. I was crazy. But I was like, a, I was an adult at this yeah. point. I was like yeah. 30 years old. Yeah. I acted like I was 19, but I was 30. And I <laughs> yeah. did crazy things, like some of the craziest stuff in radio <laughs> history. Yeah. I'd like to think I was a Dave Portnoy before Dave Portnoy. Wow. Yeah. Honest to God. Like wow. we, I was fearless. I did the street stuff where yeah. he started and we had a massive a massive fall. It was really, really cool experience. I always say, I don't know if I would do 90% of it over again. Yeah. I know maybe 10% I would do, but I, I, don't, I wouldn't change a thing because it was yeah. a time, it was a place, it was an era. Things were different then. And we had a huge run. We had a massive run of success. So it was great. I was dating yeah. hot chicks. I yeah. was like driving Porsches, living yeah. in penthouses. Like it was a fun run on yeah, yeah. top of the career, but I got older. Yeah. 48 now. Mm-hmm. I know. Back to why aren't you on yeah. TV? You look really good. Yeah. Even though you don't sleep because you're the CEO of the company and it's stressful. Yeah. Um, and and I, I'm really fast forwarding through all this stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, um, you know, I, I eventually wanted to grow up from of that kind of shock jockey mentality. Yeah. Uh, took a show over to Sirius XM. Okay. which was my own show, the Todd Shapiro show. Yes. Okay. Had a great seven year run on Sirius XM and it was really neat, not too yeah. dissimilar from you guys. It was also a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. when I went to Sirius XM and this is where I became very business minded, I wasn't just earning a paycheck every two weeks okay. because I had an opinion and I was fearless. Yeah. I ran it like a business where I ate what I killed. Okay. So mm. on Sirius, I actually did not take a salary from Sirius XM. Not oh, a lot of people on. know that. Come wow. on. No, I owned my commercial inventory though. So you're allowed okay. to sell six okay. minutes an hour according to uh, CRTC regulations and, yeah. and all this kind of stuff and and long story short i would approach my own clients cool. because what did i want to do most importantly and, and you probably understand this better than anybody yeah 
you guys are candid. You know, you swear, you have opinions yeah. on vaccinations, all this kind of yeah. stuff. It's great. You're yeah. who you are and you don't want to compromise that. Yeah. And that's the most, sorry if I'm long-winded to interrupt any time. No, but no, no, you're no. right, you're right. Yeah, and, 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 and the great thing about, about being that way is you get to be you, but it's hard to be you working for a conglomerate. Of course, very and, true. And at, early on, I didn't want to work for a conglomerate who if I said something offside, I lost an advertiser and then yeah. I lost my job. So I wanted to work with the advertisers because if the advertisers are on board with what your brain works and how yeah. your brain and your opinions are, then, then you have job security. Yeah. I wanted job security. So um, long, long story short there, I started like really hustling. I got like pizza, pizza as a client, which was cool. That's pizza, huge. Pizza That's as a client. And I was swearing on the radio. Like, yeah. that, you know, those yeah. things don't normally like, usually, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. fucking greasy pepperoni. Yeah. They loved it. They didn't <laughs> yeah. care. Yeah. Back That's to amazing. that original Portnoy thing. Like, of like course. they yes. understood that real individuals sort of felt more genuine and authentic to promotions and advertising yeah. and just kind of staged people and and even better looking people that my casting agent would tell me who got the commercial spot yeah. so, <laughs> by the way i'm like if anyone's taking me seriously <laughs> you guys are all idiots okay. so, yeah, yeah. so with, with the when does when does your show start when did that start yeah so that would have been in about 2013 i believe wow. that's, a, that's at a time where where you know podcasts aren't as big as they are right now they're almost non-existent they were super non-existent and rogan was just going a couple yeah. of guys just started and and you know I when we launched on SiriusXM, I was the number one podcast on iTunes yeah. for a year. Wow, that's insane! In Canada, Canada iTunes, still like, yeah, not, massive. It was massive. massive. Yeah. It, was, it was really huge. cool. And, I, and listen, that helped. That little like screenshot helped to get clients. Of course, uh, and I got great clients. And the cool thing for me was I got clients mainstream media couldn't get in the day and age. I got cannabis clients that couldn't uh, really advertise because yeah. of Bill C forty five laws. Yeah. Yeah. But I would talk to cannabis executives or I would talk about like the projections of the yeah. cannabis industry we wouldn't actually go and sell product get around it yeah exactly. get around it yeah, yeah. there's a ways yeah, it yeah. was a way and then I, I would go and uh, get cryptocurrency clients at that Huge. time like it just Come started on. yeah that's like, crazy. So crazy really early stuff like right? we're trying to do that stuff now yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. no and like you know you and, and because of the, the fact that I could actually offer them a solution that they yeah. needed to market it was it was you know it was, it was actually kind, you know, kind of profitable for me it was yeah. great it was a no, great it's business amazing. but where I really liked it was I started to learn, I know you guys are investors, about the small cap game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I started to learn about investing and I really, really got like, you know, we were all day trading cannabis probably. Yeah. We all got really yep. focused on that kind yeah. of industry, which brought a lot of people into retail investing. And, and then you started to realize you could work with companies and maybe get options instead yeah. of cash. You know, mm -hmm. you save their bottom line, they yeah. can market. So there's ways to kind of get around stuff that like, great blue sky potential ahead of you. And then you could also help them more on an investor relations angle than a yeah. promotions angle. Of course. And, and that's kind of why I sort of ended up, and we'll get to it eventually, yeah. into my new sort of world, because I combined my new love of stocks and investor relations into a new passion I had, yeah. um, which I, you know, without making medical claims, we'll get into it, think and change the world. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. so that's so, where I'm at. So with that, yeah. How the fuck did you get there? You know what I mean? Because like you had this whole seven-year run with the podcast yeah. at the top, right? In terms of Canada and whatnot. What brings you now to the psilocybin mushroom game? How do you how do you get here? Where's the transition? Is it is it a introduction that was made? Was it uh, you're like, dude, this shit's fucking good. What is it? What is it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's actually a really good question. So it's a combination of both. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you know, I tripped out in college. I think like a lot of us did. Yeah. You guys, you guys still in college? I'm right? still tripping. Yeah. I'm still tri I'm still tripping right now. But yeah. Um. And, and you know, and in those days, like that's the way you experimented. I think with magic mushrooms, nobody really thought of it as like this health and healing, unless you're a true advocate or yeah. a true pioneer, like, uh, or or maybe dating back to the early '60s and '70s when studies were actually going. 
on yeah. with the stuff before the war on drugs came about. Um, you know, the, it was really just you got tripped out with your buddies on. Yeah. At least I did. Yeah. Um, and I had great experiences. Some of the best experiences of, uh, of my life. I mean, I still remember the stucco ceiling in my dad's cottage, like dripping down <laughs> on our face, and I was reverse mountain climbing. But I had some of the greatest, greatest experiences of my entire life. Uh, because it was bonding with friends yeah. at yeah. the end of it. You'd yeah. come out of it, you'd have a glow period, you'd yeah. discuss the night, and you felt like, you know, something kicked your ass a little bit. Like, yeah. I'm going to do better. I'm going to try harder. Like, you appreciated yeah. life in the moments you have in it. And, and, but I really did not think of it um, on any other angle, especially on a commercial angle, ever in my life. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, towards the end of my run on SiriusXM, which I left on my own accord, I, I, there was like this mental health stuff was going on a lot. And like, yeah. I'm a super anxious guy. Like you touch your mouth, mustache right now. I'm like, do I have something in mind? Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. I, I'm yeah. always conscious. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. And you know, like, I think I present myself well, but we all live in our own heads at yeah. some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, a lot of people who aren't as privileged as even as we are with our health and working hard and stuff. Like I can't even imagine what so many other people are going through yeah. and through conversations. And you guys are great at getting people to open up. I watch your podcast. Yeah. They're great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you, you learn about people yeah. and what, I learned about people by doing, I think something very similar to what you're doing is people were struggling, man. And yeah. like people like famous people, yeah. like wealthy people yeah. didn't matter. It didn't, it, it wasn't like it picked and choose who, yeah. who was yeah. better or not better in, internally in their own minds. Yeah. And then through doing a lot of interviews or maybe just after going for a drink with a buddy who I, you know, would have on the show, especially comedians and stuff. I realized like, like a lot of people start going, you know, I've been trying magic mushrooms though. Yeah fuck this shit on the low key. Like yeah. it's good. Man. Yeah. It's like yeah. really helped me focus. It's, it's really helped me concentrate. It's really helping with my anxiety. So I personally wanted to try this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I tried it and I found instant success, anecdotal success for me. Wow. Yeah. It just really was great. And you know, just here and there, nothing crazy, you know, just trying it. And I thought to myself, listen, three opportunities here. Okay. V very honest. I am capitalistic at the end of the day, yeah. of course, but I'm also passionate and I'm authentic. So I go, I tried this. I love it. Everyone I know who's doing it, especially in the LA, the LA scene, yeah, like yeah. out West, like, yeah. like everyone's microdosing. They love it. Yeah. Um, I started to now hear about this FDA breakthrough therapy and companies that are, you know, planning on going public in the psychedelic yeah. sector. I took this new passion, this new real authentic interest, plus that IR background, yeah. working with cannabis companies, like mm -hmm. try to figure out how can I combine and merge all this? Because as the capitalist in me still, I was like, I kind of want to like do more than just radio because yeah. hustling for a client, you know, for, for every 30 second spot yeah. for a month, like thing, it was, I was getting old for that. I thought, yeah. Yeah. I, and I also didn't want to be a dying radio guy, like yeah. no disrespect yeah. to guys still doing radio at 60, 70, like good for them. They love that stuff. Yeah. I didn't love it. And I didn't want to be grasping at straws. I, I felt like now is a good time to capitalize and seize on a great new passion. So for the first time in my life, I raised money. I'd never wow, raised amazing. money for anything. I mean, I've got three to five grand sponsorships yeah. like per month from some clients, but I never raised real money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I hustled just before COVID hit, November 2019. We put a deck together. We had this idea to bring magic truffles, which are legal in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Not to not that I'm a mycologist, but just for like easy, easy kind of like uh, uh, explanation. It's the underground portion. Like okay. it grows underground, magic mushrooms grow above ground. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. not too much different. Psilocybin okay. content is said to be very similar. similar yeah. um, it's a different texture. It's a little more of a, um, it's not, I mean, magic mushrooms, most people eat dried, but this you would eat in its raw, wet, unprocessed form. Okay. It's a little more wet. It's a little more walnutty almost. Okay. Um, like a, like a, a walnutty sitting in water for a little bit or something, okay. I would describe it. Cool. And, and, but I learned about it, went to the Netherlands and, and there was a market. I mean, there's things called smart shops that were like dispensaries, yes. but yes. legal. They're sitting right next to a Baskin Robbins in Amsterdam. Wow. They're not like seedy. They're not yeah. underground. Yep. 
did huge deep dives, put a deck together, and I raised four million bucks at six wow. cents. Um, which is great. Congratulations, yeah. man. That's huge. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. And then and then it was really neat. The company's called Red Light Holland. Mm-hmm. I actually had merch and I, I was I was rushing here and I met, and, and I, I had three hoodies. <laughs> One for my boy, Don, and, and I didn't bring him, so I brought him. That's all good. No worries, no worries. We'll get him. We, we know we'll, we'll get him. We'll, no we'll send it your way 100%. Yeah. Um, and I'm super proud of the merch and the logo, so there's so much more to tell. Like, I'll let you ask some questions. But, I mean, that's, that's where we're at. We raised, we, we went public in, I guess, May, well, I guess, I think it was May 28th yeah. at 9.30 yeah. a.m. Yeah, oh, yeah. I knew exactly yeah. the day. Yeah. I, I have a question. I mean, when you first uh, got the idea, Right, and you wanted to start putting everything together. What was that thought process like for you? Did you realize that maybe, you know what, maybe I gotta build a team, maybe I need some help, or am I doing this on my own for now until we get to a certain point? What kind of thought process was that like? Yeah, so I, I knew a couple of guys who are really good capital market guys. Okay. So, you know, in this small cap game, you find guys, they have what's called shell companies. Yep. Yes. And the shell companies go and they do an RTO process. You get lawyers who be able to get, like, you know, get, get either companies off of a cease trade or okay. get them going, and then you put, you know, your influx of new shares into okay. the company, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So you need that component of yeah. it at first, right? Okay. And it, and it's not always the best start out of the gate sometimes yeah. because there's instant dilution because people own money in the shell, own shares, shares in the shell company. Yeah. So you're already kind of diluting. But I also knew momentum was key and the psychedelic sector was like, you started seeing articles yeah, here and there. Yeah. Like yep. you, I didn't have time to wait for IPO, which yeah. is just go, which is usually longer to start yeah. your own company, go to the securities commissions, take a company public. So that was one, you have to have that okay. team. But then of course I had to have a real team to grow a real business. Yeah. So just by matter of circumstance, we happen to know this guy named Hans Derricks, okay. who lived in a town called Horst the Netherlands. Horst the Netherlands is literally like a mushroom farming small town okay. um, in, in the Netherlands. Yeah, nice. And, and it's not necessarily known as a magic truffle town, but it's known as a mushrooms, traditional mushroom. You know, wow. it's yeah, oyster, yeah. shiitake, yeah. Uh, you know, they call them the whites or the browns, the button uh, mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, there was a connection that he was from this town and knew mushroom farmers. Um, And he knew a lot about mushroom farming. So we had to, you know, get him on board. He came on board. He's really excited to do nothing about capital markets. So it was a bit (laughs) risky of a venture for him too. You don't think it was just a small town Dutch guy, right? But the neat thing also about Hans is he traveled a lot in his life. Um, and he's opened up about his own experiences. He's a fascinating guy. Um, and he's had some ups and downs in his life. And he's yeah. talked about that. Um, uh, and he, because of that, he went into drug counseling, actually. Okay. Um, so they started, he had a facility in Asia, which, which was really there to help people with true mental health um, uh, problems. Yeah. And, and it was funded very well by, by some interesting individuals. So he had some drug rehabilitation experience as okay, well. Okay, nice. Cool. And back to Magic Mushrooms, and the company can't make medical claims, but so many people think of it as a drug drug we think of it as a healing substance and a healing opportunity so hans small town farmer uh, worked as a drug rehabilitator it was like all these little things kept falling a bunch of value for sure bunch of value yeah um so you know we started off really him and i was like kind of the team okay um we got a great strong board of directors together that was like super important for us i'd like to talk about that if we can because i've it's very impressive the people you have on your board. My guy so Russell Peters. <laughs> yeah. He actually talked about you guys not name drop, but on Rogan as well. And on and on Michaela Peterson. And Michaela Peterson. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Jerome's yeah. daughter. Yeah. 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 He yeah, listen, Russell is a friend of mine from the radio days. Yeah. Cool. Russell's a guy who would open up to you, one of those guys first yeah. open up. Not that he's done microdosing or yeah. magic mushrooms, but he talked about his own, you know, mental health. Issues. Yeah. As well, yeah. Listen, funniest guy in the world, out yeah. front of the stage of fifty thousand people. What a rush, what an adrenaline yeah. feeling. Yeah. But Fire you know, he's up. super open that it's not always easy in life like mm-hmm. um so that's part of the reason why i got russell on board also i got russell on board because i'm a firm believer that you know i i'm, I'm sort of i kind of hate the woke culture i gotta yeah. tell you yeah. 
Um, and, and the Welcome reason the being is, well, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 because woke culture often goes at people with success. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll never understand that. Yeah. I, I'm a, such a firm believer of surround yourselves around people with success because most people didn't just luck into it. Yeah. You know, maybe some waspy privileged kid, yeah. trust fund baby, yeah. like, you know, maybe he found yeah. his way, third generational money, yeah. blowing it on blow every night, like whatever, <laughs> let him have Which his Which is fun. rare though. Yeah, yeah. 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 Most people, and we let our own inhibitions and fears get in the way. Most people who we think would be pretentious or snobby, most people have made it, they wanna share. Yeah. They wanna share their mindset because they have all the material things in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean much to them. Yeah, yeah, they drive the fucking super beautiful Ferrari and yeah, yeah they're hanging out at the great places Yorkville, whatever it is, that's a Toronto reference if people don't know it. Um, but they're, they're so open to finding people who work hard and sharing some of their own IP because yeah. they want generations to succeed. Yeah. They don't want people yeah. not to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so back to success and back to Russell. You know, Russell's not just a stand-up comic. Yeah. Russell's a guy who him and his brother, Clayton Peters, small town kids from Brampton, when Brampton was a small town, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, with a, with a family that immigrated here before them ran his own media company yes, you know like yes, he, he did the yeah. ticketing for all the concert yeah. venues they didn't Crazy. go and like uh, uh franchise that out yeah. yeah they and they get all the bottom line because of it like to become a world famous comedian to book sold out shows in dubai and you yeah, know all across over the world yeah. small town america yeah. like yeah. you know this guy it's unbelievable and he was on the forbes list of highest paid comedians yeah. in like 2014 under jerry seinfeld like yeah. right like crazy wow. that's fucking crazy crazy, yeah. crazy. That's so fucking crazy. That, you know that's people like oh russell for the promotion what does he have to do with magic mushroom yeah. It's not always about magic mushrooms. No. What does Russell have to do with growing a business? Yeah. So what does he bring to the table other yeah. than he doesn't have to love mushrooms? Is what else he can provide? He's not right? coming to tell jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And hopefully he'll do both. And we're gonna yeah, get him to the Netherlands <laughs> and trip out though. That we're gonna yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So. So, so okay. So now you're pretty much. Are you guys based in Netherlands for now? Yes. Okay. okay. You guys are selling in Netherlands right now. Yeah. So we Amazing. have. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. We we raised the money and we could have done a slow play, but I decided to get into business right away. Cool. So again, the company's called Red Light Holland. The farm is in Horst in Netherlands. Okay. Um, we lease out a facility there, so we save some capital costs on nice. that front. It's like super affordable lease. Cool. Uh, we're growing a million grams of magic truffles, like a lot of magic truffles. I gotta wow. get down there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah come on, bro. Throw me a yeah. bro. I can show you the farm. I can yeah. send you clips if you want yeah. to b-roll it in there, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah we and, will. And, uh, and and what's what's great about it it is we also you know it's you got to get product into smart shops yeah. and stores yeah. okay um and smart so shop is just a dispensary right yeah. for any dispensary watching, for, okay. like for, a legal dispensary okay. though it's not like licensed that, like you yeah, would it's yeah, a little bit different type, yeah. some, some of certain jurisdictions have licenses certain don't okay. but okay. It, they sell all sorts of product whether okay. it's magic truffles or kratom products or okay. cbd products yeah. okay um you know all, all this sort of bong yeah. whatever yeah um so so you got to get distribution so i decided because we raised a lot of money and that's the most important thing when you're a small cap company coming out of the gate we ended up raising like another 30 mil or something okay. so we, we yeah. ended up with over 30 million dollars in wow. our bank amazing so for me it was growing by acquisition looking mm -hmm. at m a opportunities so we bought a great distribution company called sr wholesale out okay. that way awesome. um they're significantly in revenues we feel and they have the connections so instead of hiring sales guys if you think of like beer reps yeah. or red bull reps training like them out, and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like that would take a long time so so we got where our product personally is in 30 stores but sr wholesale has like we deliver products to hundreds of stores amazing um, yeah, yeah um and not necessarily the i microdose brand or the red light holland brand but other people's we carry yeah so we're kind we're becoming very vertically integrated where yeah. we have a farm we then package that product we then distribute it distribute it um and then we have the wholesale company that distributes other people's companies so what our what products would another part to that eventually be having your own stores yeah listen you know i always have to be careful when i talk about these things of for course. what's material information or yeah. not but i have put in a prospectus and not to get too confusing for people prospectus is 
what you have to uh, put together with very strong legal teams to determine what you're going to do if you're getting a bought deal from the banks and okay. really showing the Securities Commission the plan of the business. Okay. They, they, they go right through your entire business. They yeah. validate actually a business to yes. make sure that you're doing well by investors. It's yeah. the J, yeah. Um, and within that, the reason why I bring it up is we do talk about a use of proceeds section. We do talk about brick and mortar stores. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're looking at potential opportunities for brick and mortar as well. I want to be careful because of tourism right now. You're yeah. still trying to figure out what's going on with Interesting COVID. Interesting situation. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, brick and mortar flagship stores are great when you have people running through them all the time. Yeah. Are they so great on a, on a time? And maybe, by the way, if COVID does hurt tourism over the like the winter months, maybe I can go scoop one up for next to nothing because yeah. they're dying now. Fair, fair, yeah. fair. As, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm curious. Like, um, you talk about vertical integration and kind of setting up the business and the framework for it. Um, you know, that's you know, that's a hard thing to do, but, but I'm, I'm, what I'm curious from is the perspective of like, I guess, is, is there certain people or is there somebody on the board that's kind of walking you through like, Hey, like maybe this is what we should do. Hey, maybe this is what we should do. Right. Is it one person? Is there multiple people? You guys are good, by the way. Like, honestly, you're asking great questions. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, so, you know, I, back to the board, like, and I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about go the back team and, and because we got Brad Lamb was the chairman on my board. Yeah. And Brad might even own this building. Like, to be honest, like, like <laughs> oh, Brad J. Lamb. Yeah. 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 Brad, Brad yeah. J. Lamb like yeah. owns like so There's much. a legend. He's legend. a legend. His office is right on King down the street. Yeah. 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 Dude, dude is probably, he'd hate if I said this. I bet you the guy's a billionaire. I don't yeah. know. Like, like he's <laughs> most just, likely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw his Ferrari today. He's driving. It's very nice. But he's the most salty of the earth down to earth guy. Like he, you know, maybe some people have a perception of him like um, but he's a guy that wants to help grow businesses yeah so he him and i are like as he's the chairman of our board awesome like we're often talking strategy often yeah. and it's a very different business than them but at the end of the day any business like if you put in a buck into it yeah. you better be making like at least a buck 20 yeah like that's true and so you know it's got to be tangible that's yeah. what's great about real estate real estate is tangible of course you very, know you, very. You, you put up a building you sell the building you hopefully make the money yeah. and you pay all the trades yeah anyway for, for for Brad has been amazing, but where it's really interesting is we have Bruce Linton. Yeah. And Bruce, yeah. So huge. Huge. Bruce was the former CEO of Canopy Growth. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who, the sharpest, you know, guy I've ever met. Like, he's yeah. just so quick-witted. He's, he's so brilliant with business. He understands anything from audits, like anything accounting he understands, wow. to anything comms and growing a business with org charts and, yeah. and, of course, the business itself. Of course. And really what he knows is how to raise great money. I yeah. mean, this guy raised $5 billion Billion. Yeah. Constellation yeah. Crazy. Save billions. Kind of, yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So Bruce and I strategize a lot on how we keep momentum in a psychedelic sector because that's the sector we're in on retail trading and institutional trading as well, you know, they, they need to know that there's a trend in there. Like, yeah. they're, you know, people invest in companies and growth, but people also invest in trends. and swing trends. traders and stuff yeah, in yeah. trends. Yeah. So how do you make sure you're kind of capitalizing on both? Mm-hmm. So, so you're growing a business, but you're not ignoring what's going on in the stock market yeah. because you always, listen, it's hard to pay attention to it, especially on down days. Today's yeah. a down day. It <laughs> yeah. sucks for me. I hate yeah. this shit. Yeah, like, yeah. It drives me fucking mad because I hate losing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also know in the back to like say a call it a tortoise and a hare analogy if you're growing a business it should come around you yes. know if you're growing a business if you're being the tortoise you're not just worried about pumping news and yeah. pumping this you know we have i think 28 29 million dollars cash it's unaudited it could be a little less if i'm wrong i'm sorry but yeah. my, my, you know my legal you got to be of careful course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, we have a lot of cash yeah, yeah. and i want to grow a real business so back to strategizing with bruce you know bruce was good in the cannabis days he was the best at it yeah. at, at 
M&A, M&A, grow, acquire, you know, they had liquid volume, they used their stock to grow and like, and you know, they ended up getting to like a $25 billion market cap, crazy, which yeah. allowed them to raise the city. Crazy. Yeah, I made a ton of money off them. So thanks, Bruce. Appreciate <laughs> yeah. you, buddy. If you're watching yeah, he, this, he was you, also bro. doing that at a time where, where cannabis wasn't fully legalized yet, right? There's like a lot of forward looking thoughts. Forward looking, yeah, yes. yeah. So, okay. So here's my question. How do you, you know, convince a guy like Bruce to come on the board? Bruce, well, I, I you know, uh, Bruce took a chance on me with my my radio show. Oh wow! Okay, so um, that was from before. You yeah. Know. Okay. So, uh, and then see? he loved hanging out with me on yeah. the radio show because I just did what well, you guys. Well, that, that's are doing. what I wanted to ask you. Was there any like connections or resources that you took from your broadcasting days, and now you're applying it now to your business? Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I mean, first off, communications is the most yeah. important thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. CEO's job is not only to run the business, but you you got to delegate well. You got to really yeah. trust your team. You know, I, it's not like I'm hammering down Hans in the Netherlands, he yeah. knows what he's doing over yeah, there. You know, we, we have weekly update calls and we're yeah. making sure, you know, hopefully sales are increasing and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's really about connecting the inside to the outside. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the inside of my organization, Red Light Holland, the outside who invest in us got to understand what's going on. Yeah. And that's my job to look at my inside people and go, this is what the outside's saying about us. Yeah. And, and they might not be loving us right now. It's yeah. crazy they're not loving us, in my opinion. Course, and I'm not price projecting. I'm never telling anybody, anybody to buy stock. Always yeah. do your due diligence. You of know, course. speak to a financial advisor. But yeah. you should. Disclaimer, no. disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, it, it's to let my, my inside know, like, hey, so then maybe do we strategize? Not, not, you don't want to ever be dictated by a shareholder. You want to appreciate their of support. Yes. You want to make sure you're there yeah. and transparent with them at all times. But, uh, you know, we're growing a business and yeah. we're, we don't mind being patient. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bruce, you know, back to the main Bruce stuff is, is Bruce had a very aggressive st- strategy in cannabis and it worked and oh. it worked amazing. We're trying to figure out what strategy works best for red light right now. Do yeah. we be aggressive through M and a, do we just sort of sit on cash slowly, maybe, you know, buy companies that are depleted a little bit because yeah. things are a little weird right of now course. in the world, yeah. Yeah, yeah. um, without losing, you know, the, the, the love. And honestly, if there's any investor watching or listening right now, we're so grateful for their support, mm-hmm. but you know, we believe in the long-term vision. Of like course, we're yeah. super, you know, Tim Cook, I, I saw an interview with Tim Cook. Yeah. I've used this. Legend. Have you seen them yeah. say this before? No, no, I, I, said, I know okay. Tim Cook. Yeah, yeah. I said it before on, on, on someone else's podcast about a year ago. Okay. Tim Cook was being interviewed when they, he found out Apple C what it felt like to have Warren Buffett invested in Apple. I guess they, they disclosed, they took yeah. a big position. And he said, listen, we love all shareholders and we want to, you know, we want all shareholders to be aligned. But when you find out you have investors that are long-term investors, because that's Buffett's strategy, it's not a swing trader, it's not long, a day yeah, trader. Yeah. He goes, these are the types of shareholders we truly value because yeah. they're with us for our vision. Yeah. They believe in what you're doing. Exactly. They're, they're, not, they're not there for the, there for the swing. Yeah, they're not there yeah. for the pump. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk about crazy. just... Um, the marketing strategy as a whole. Um, and if you had any challenges marketing this kind of brand, because this, this is new, it's a new kind of industry. Um, and I've noticed that you guys obviously have the merch. Um, you guys had some events as well that were kind of educational as well. Um, so how has that been for you guys? Yeah, it, it, it's a slow patient build again, yeah. right? We're, we've created a microdose product in the Netherlands yeah. where you're microdosing natural truffles. Yes. Um, it's never been sold that way before. So I think one company did it, but they did it terribly. In my yeah. opinion. You know, we, we made it like we, we thought we came out with a modern package. It kind of looked like you're buying the apple or the truffle, right? Yeah, like nice. it's just, it was really neat packaging, we think. And, and we want to hit like young, you know, like, like these like really motivated, hardworking entrepreneurial yeah. types. I'm not trying to say I want to like recreate the Red Bull, yeah, but yeah. if we believe anecdotally that, you know, what truffles in microdose fashion can do for people, 
Um, I think that people would want to try it that way yeah, as opposed no. to just getting True. tripped out of or course. tourists. And, and I think that's the, yeah. that, that kind of leaves a bad taste in people's mouth when they, when they have that bad experience for the first time. Right. Without and a doubt. Have that five grams one time, no intentions, don't even know what they're doing. And they're like, Oh fuck, I can't do this ever again. Not yeah, even a micro. That's the last thing we yeah. want. Yeah. Um, and you know, and don't get me wrong. People are still going to party with the drug, of even course. though it's more of a set and setting, yeah. uh, uh, you know, substance. Yeah. That's the way we look at it. So, we're not throwing a, a shit ton of marketing dollars at it right now because we want to perfect the behind the scenes yeah. science of it. Meaning yeah. get the perfect packaging, get the perfect messaging out there for yeah. people, get the perfect support. So things like we've created a virtual reality app yeah. and the virtual reality app that are in some smart shops right now where you were to put on a headset okay. and you would learn about psilocybin. And it's like this wicked, it's made nice. by a company named Radix Motion. It's the lady's name, Sarah Hashka's yeah. former neurologist. She was like at a tech whiz, like she's, she's oh. a rock star. Oh. Yeah. And she made this like five minute virtual reality experience that teaches you about psilocybin, teaches you about, you know, how, how uh, it's connecting to your receptors and the 5H2T2A yeah. receptors. And, and you're learning about it to the point where it's almost trying to mimic microdosing, yeah. this, cool. this, this virtual reality experience yeah, yeah. where colors are more vibrant, yeah. sounds are more pleasant to your ears. You yeah. play a xylophone in it, like all these really neat things. Sweet, sweet. And the reason for it is an educational purpose. Yeah. And why we're doing that is because if you're not comfortable, the store clerk's actually supposed to look at you and say, don't buy the product. Yeah. Um, cool. and, and it's a weird, you know, when you think about commercial products yeah. and, and trying to, you know, have bottom line revenues and grow a company, you don't often want to tell people not to buy a product, but in our case, psilocybin can't be treated lightly. It's a sensitive area. It's a sens yeah. sensitive substance. Yeah. I go by a term called, you may have heard of RTD, like ready to drink yep. Yep. or QSR quick service restaurants. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've come up with one. I think it's good. Um, <laughs> called, called like fifths, F I F S. Uh, formally illicit and functional substances. There you go. Cool. And we're in the formally illicit and functional substances business. And by the way, things that were formally illicit, fucking bullshit that they're yeah. illicit. Yeah. Like it's insane. Yeah. 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 Cannabis, True. magic, Cannabis, yeah. Yeah. given to us on the planet. Of course. Yeah. To, there's got to be a reason for it. They're not yeah. naturally occurring yeah. products are yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So so we're, we're careful in the marketing until we really perfect it and yeah. also until like you know, we, we have hopefully other markets open up for of course. us. But I think education is, is huge because like you said, there was 1960s, we had the war on drugs and it's like, we need to re-educate people on this matter now because they've almost been kind of, I don't want to say brainwashed, but I'm going to say brainwashed into no, thinking it, all bro. drugs are bad. Right. So, um, I think education when it comes to marketing is, 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 uh, is the way to go, especially for something like this. Right. And this is what Sarah would tell us. Like yeah. Sarah's like, because again, back to me being a capitalist, we got to go, we got to go. So it's like, we can be patient. Let yeah. people learn about our motives. By go. the way, we're already polarizing. Yeah. Red light Holland, yeah. red light Holland. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the red light district. <laughs> district yeah, yeah. But you know, you know, you know, former radio show host, being yeah. a CEO of a publicly traded company. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I raised over $30 million. <laughs> so for anyone go. who uh, <laughs> ever says that, uh, yeah. go and raise $30 million. Exactly. Come to me and tell me how <laughs> easy back. that was. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then grow, grow business exactly. in multiple different regions with a very, you know, interesting product that you obviously have to do very carefully yeah. through legal opinions and all this yeah. stuff. No, no. What, what, I, what I'm curious about is uh, two things, but the first thing being for, for someone looking now from a uh, potential investor perspective, I know there's probably some things you can and can't sure. say, but what is the, what is the sell? What is the, what is the forward looking approach for the business again? And, and we're not going to talk from a day trading perspective. Let's talk from a long term. Like I'm, I'm saying, you know what? I, I see the future in this, or I, I'm interested in the future of this. What's the, what's, what's the sell? 
Yeah, and my good looks. I mean, let's start with <laughs> that. No, no. Um, listen, we, we, we're doing, in our opinion, things right. Yeah. You know, look at our management team and look what we've done in a very short time, uh, in about 15, 16 months of going public. Yeah. So the distribution company is in revenues. You know, we, 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 on our last quarterlies, you can see those revenues. They're filed under CDAR.com. We are distributing, we think, the most amount of psilocybin in the world in terms of a publicly traded company. Like, wow. it's big stuff. Wow. Yeah. Um, we have a farm that, that we are growing and selling magic truffles. We're learning exactly how to perfect that science, too. So how many people are actually growing on that kind of scale? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we package it on brand, and we want to grow that brand. But where does it sort of grow outside of psilocybin? Yeah. And this is where we are really excited. Because mushrooms are, in my opinion, a really beautiful industry. Yeah. So I thought to myself, and I went to the board, I go, listen, we only have so many markets we can go into. We're pursuing Brazil. We've yeah. gotten product there through what's called an Anvisa uh, named patient access, where you can ship it into Brazil, and eventually it gets prescribed to patients by doctors, wow. a named patient. they got to be on a name. they okay. got to sign their name. They're going to get our product. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've shipped product into Canada through a psilocybin import license granted by Health Canada, but that's sitting in a lab for testing. Okay. So our magic cool. truffles are in Brazil, they're in Canada, we've done that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's only so many markets, we'll pursue Jamaica, but what can we do now while still remaining the psychedelically yeah. core focused company? So what did I do? I went out and bought a really cool farm in the Netherlands. We own 80, sorry, in Halifax okay. uh, called Happy Caps Mushroom Farm. Nice. And <laughs> these guys are the biggest goddamn beauties you'll ever meet in your life. Yes. Andrew and Andrew, Kobo and Hattie. Yeah. Ha- uh, Hattie's got like, you know, red hair down to his knees. <laughs> he's a kite surfer. Yeah. He's a marketer. He's yeah. such a beauty. People love this Dope. guy. Kobo is a self-taught mycologist off of YouTube. Um, wow. And, he, and he's a brilliant mycologist, like yeah. absolutely brilliant. And now this is re- reaffirmed and I'll explain to you why. So they have these home grow kits, okay. Happy Caps home grow kits, happycaps.ca. This is something I can market, by the way. Yeah. This is something that we've done boosted social media posts. We're getting Amazing. going. And we have a great deal with the boys because a lot of their value when we purchase them, they get in earnouts. I'll just, I'll tell you the business side awesome, of it. So yeah. the more sales we get, the more they get. Yeah. And that money comes in a red light. It's not like just buying a company that's overvalued for bullshit just because you want to create a news release. Yeah. We want tangible results, yeah. tangible success. And by the way, people are going to work harder if they're bonus on. Of course. Yep. And of course. so that's happening right now. Happycaps.ca. Why do I know he's one of the best mycologists? Well, that was a gut, what I had. I'm a scouter. I'm a talent guy. Mm. And they recently met, we flew him in just two days ago to meet another farm that we're partnering with. Okay. So it's a farm in New Brunswick that was a dormant mushroom farm. Okay. Again, shiitake mushrooms. We're not talking magic yeah. mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was sitting there, but it was co-owned by two massive farmers in Canada. One is called Carlton Mushroom Farms. Okay. Carlton Mushroom Farms produces 230,000 to 250,000 pounds of mushrooms a week holy and distributes them all across holy Canada. Holy shit. Huge okay. stuff. Yeah, Huge. Yeah. And good margins in mushroom yeah. farming. Mushroom yeah, yeah. Farmers, uh, farming is not like crop farming. Yeah. Crop farming, you got to rely on weather. Yeah. It's like labor intensive all the getting crazy okay. machinery yeah. mushroom farming you grow in bays you get you know you get you get the blocks you start with the compost you get the spawn you start with the blocks and you, you know if you have the right systems in place you grow a shit ton of mushrooms yeah. and the, you know there could be little risks of mold and all this kind of stuff yeah. uh, cross contamination but you know if you're a good farmer that's not going to happen of course. Yeah. and so we partnered with the best Back to success. Yeah. Carlton Mushroom Farms. Look at their volume. A guy by the name of Mike Medeiros. We partnered with him and another farm called Holborn Mushroom Farms to start up the facility again in New Brunswick. Okay. Cool. And that should be up and running by Q1 2022. Nice. And again, what else did I see as a talent guy, as a CEO that like connects the outside of the inside, makes the inside really connect with one exactly. another? Exactly. 
These young mycologists and happy caps now have met the biggest mushroom farmers and distributors in Canada. They yeah, met yeah. this week. They love their happy caps home grow kits. Yeah. They're just home grow kits that you buy online, that grow in your kitchen. You put a slice That's down the dope. thing, you spray it, and it grows. You have grow, especially like for urban communities and yeah. stuff. You're yes. sitting in a 600 square foot condo. Yeah. The winter's depressing. Buy a home grow kit. It's beautiful. Yeah. You see yeah, growth yeah. and you can cook with it. Yeah. yeah. And so these guys love this product. They want to help mass produce it for them. They want to help with their distribution channels and the grocery stores yeah. and to, you know, they're in Loblaws, they're in all wow. these different things. And you connected the dots. I connected that. the dots because that's where I hope yeah. we're not there yet where real revenues can come of out course. of. So yes. how does Red Light Holland, you asked me the question like, you know, why would you be interested in the company? We're focused on revenue generation. Yeah. And I think a lot of psychedelic companies they're way more into drug discovery and R&D. And listen, it's beautiful because yeah. if someone can come up with a pill form of psilocybin that's standardized, I just hope they don't uh, tweak a molecule to IP it because I think yeah. that's bullshit because yeah. you're criminalizing nature. But if it helps my mom, for example, because she's more apt to take, actually, that's a bad example because my mom would much rather a natural substance. Yeah. She's, a cool, <laughs> she's a really cool lady. But like say, um, you know, someone's dad who's very conservative, of course. that's great. Yeah. But is there also an approach for naturally occurring products that I think younger generations are really scared of big pharma yeah. and really want, well, you guys. Right guys, right guys. And take it because you know what? You're a responsible adult. You yeah. know you want to abuse it, but you're learning about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's my mentality. We want to provide access to all. Cool. Yeah, and I think I think another sell is the team that you have built around you as well. I think that's huge too. I think they're, they're not in it for a pump, these guys. No, no, like yeah. they, you know what I mean? They, yeah. Those, yeah. They, yeah. You can tell by the people in it that those people are not in it for a pump you know like they want to be a part of change they yeah, want to be a yeah. part of positive change and they recognize businesses take time to grow yeah. Yeah. and by the way back to my anxiety and back to my ups and downs when you see a stock market go up yeah. and down your own price your own you know your, i have a shit ton of shares too i don't want it to stay up yeah. looks good on paper you, you <laughs> yeah. can't well you could sell shares but you'd have to file and yeah. then you lose uh, investor confidence of and course. all this kind of stuff yeah. so there's a lot of different working parts but the most important thing i think is team and continuing to build carefully yeah and 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 not rush into an m a that a merger and acquisition opportunity that would maybe be good for a short-term look yeah. yeah but at the end of the day there's a lot of companies that have real revenues on books, two, three, four million a month even. But if they're burning four, five, six million a month yeah. to get there, yeah. what's the long-term opportunity? Am I yeah. just a vehicle of someone's cash because we have 28, 29 million in the bank? Or am I there for support, not survival? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're carefully considering. So, so now you have these mushroom farms, right? You want to get them going. Essentially, you're, they're going to run as mushroom farms for the time being, which is going to continue to grow revenue for the business, although it's not from a psychedelic standpoint. Am I, am I right there? Yes. Yeah. It, these are just like, I'm in the mushroom where I'm a mushroom farmer. Yeah. And well, I mean, our company is, and, yeah. but one day, what if health Canada goes, okay, hang on a second. And this is all hypothetical. There yeah. have been no conversations like this, Yes. but what if they say, wow, okay, we know Carlton mushroom farms because there are a lot of regulatory processes and just legal mushrooms as well. Yeah. Um, we're very familiar with them. They're politically motivated as well. What if, um, and now we know Red Light Holland because we've actually allowed them to have their truffles from the Netherlands being Come imported here. into Canada. They're sitting at a lab. Yep. And what if we learn more stuff about this lab, about the properties, about the actual percentage of psilocybin within them? How do we then, you know, merge these two communities together of top-notch mushroom farmers who yeah. do everything by the regulatory authorities because it's still a novel food item and stuff and then uh, uh, uh and then and then or is it a supplement i don't know but anyway and then the psilocybin and grow that together and yeah. that's what we want and then by the way 
there's a tech component to red light tolerance. See, it's a little confusing, but I, it's pieces in the puzzle that I want to merge together. Yeah. For instance, we just did this big survey in Oregon. Measure 109 is happening right okay. now. Measure 109 has been voted on in Oregon, which is saying they're allowing psilocybin to come into play legally over the next hopefully wow. year, maybe two years. Wow. Yeah. They're writing the regulatory process right now. Amazing. What makes that so significant is they're not doing it from the best of our knowledge from a prescriptive model. They're doing it from an educational and screening model. Okay. What's red light doing right now with its customers? We are educating them. Yeah. We're screening them. We've set up telecounseling support in the Netherlands that if wow. you're microdosing, you call our, our support counselor named Jeff, uh, Jeff Hamburg, yeah. and Jeff will walk you through stuff and talk cool. to you about it. Cool. Um, we've also done a data study with 473 people in Oregon as to what they want out of the psilocybin measure 109. And you know what they want? They want microdosing. 86% of adults said that. Wow. And an overwhelming majority also talked about how they don't want big pharma just to profit off of it. Of so they're fearful of this stuff. Yes. So we want to go to governments with our expert mushroom growers. We want to go to them with this data that we're collecting. And we also want to go to them and say, hey, you've already worked with us. We've done everything by regulations. Yeah. Yeah. We've been audited. We've gone through a prospectus. Uh, you know, Ontario Securities Commission knows all about our company. We've done healthy raises, bought deals with banks. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we're completely transparent as a publicly traded company has to be. So we think we're validating and regulating an entire new sector. Yeah. And that's why we're very hopeful about and, and optimistic about where the future lies. And I think wow. I think a big piece of that, like you're saying, is, is I think the, you know, hypothetically speaking, it, um, even from a... Um, recreational use in North America, let's say on a bigger scale. Um, I think the potential users will also look at the teams behind the companies that they're going to be, um, you know, supporting, let's say, and buying their product and saying, you know, these are real people. Mm -hmm. These aren't just a bunch of assholes from Big Pharma who just started a, a you <laughs> know, a, a psilocybin right, company, right? Like, I hope that works, right? Yeah. Meeting that, like, I hope people realize how hard we're working. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I yeah. actually think, I, I joke, I look, I look like shit these days. My <laughs> eyes are red. I don't sleep. I also have a two and a six-year-old, so they're up at like yeah, 5, 30, nice, 6 nice, o'clock. Nice, but nice. it's like, yeah, yeah. it doesn't end for me. Yeah. yeah. But I have a huge shot here. And, mm -hmm. and why, why quit on anything when you love it so much? Yeah. yeah. I'm so passionate about this. Like, People ask me this. I don't know if I've ever said this publicly, but people ask me at dinner. Everyone's so curious. Magic mushrooms, magic yeah. truffles. Yeah. Oh, so cool. <laughs> and you know, you know, like like my 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 kids' friends' parents. Like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll be like, um, like Maya, I'm going through this stuff. Like, do you know? And I'm like, I can't, listen, I can't get my product. <laughs> you know. But then they'll be like, and what about children are mentally? You know. Yeah. So what I tell them, I go, I would rather if my if I notice like my kid's six, but a little maybe he's ten or twelve. And, you know, his parents give their kids Adderall and Ritalin and all yeah, that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I would way rather give my kid a yeah. tiny little bit of a magic mushroom, magic yeah. truffle at that age, 100%, at 10, yes, 100%. than I ever would something yeah. that's, been, that's been chemically I agree, produced. I agree. Well, I that's, agree. that's what I'm saying. And I think, I th you know, you, you're hitting it spot on. And, and ultimately, again, they're going to look at who's, I think people are going to look at who's behind the product, who's behind the, the company as a whole and say, all right, like th these are my guys. Like, I hope gonna... so. I mean, the parents, when I tell them that, they, they ask me not to uh, have my kid in their class anymore. <laughs> <laughs> for now, for yeah, now, you know, for now. I mean, if you said the same thing about weed 10 years ago, like everyone would have said the same. They were just scared and there's a bad stigma behind it, right? And and I think our generation, like the younger generation and the millennials, they're very open-minded to trying new things, right? So yeah. I think that's, that what is your Gen time. Z? I mean, Gen Z is such an open, amazing generation. Yeah, yeah. They're so 
you know, we study, like we designed a logo with a little pink in yeah. it for a reason. Yeah. You know, there, there's so much acceptance in, 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 in obviously, which it should have always been if you think about it, like equality yeah. and sexist and not yeah. stereotyping that dudes are this way yeah, or women yeah. are that way. Yeah. It's like, no, we're all one. Yeah. And, and, and there's like, you know, to think of how many people in the last few years have transitioned and come out and yeah. think about how, you know, psychedelics can potentially help them, if, you know, come to acceptance with yeah, all this great stuff. Because yeah. it's difficult because, and again, I don't necessarily know what someone who's transitioning is going through with their mental state, but you know, I think a lot of it might be the judgment that people have on yeah, them, which is insane sure. to me. Why yeah, do yeah. people judge other people? Yeah. And the whole thing that I talk about when it comes to magic mushrooms and especially microdosing and, and, and magic truffles yeah. is man, it is like, and again, my company can't make these claims, but I can. Yeah. It is unbelievable how you connect with people and literally let a guard and a judgment yeah. down of whatever it is for some reason yeah. you were predetermined to or brainwashed into believing from, you know, whether it was your parents or your, you know, you, you know whatever you, you learn through through nurturing, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which there's a lot of bad stuff we all yeah. learned. You know, we heard a lot of stupid jokes and a yeah. lot of this and that. And, and it's amazing how you connect for people for who they are. Yeah, of course. And, and it, it like... Dude, there's a study, and I don't know the exact stats of it, but it is remarkable, and I'll, I'll literally send you a link that you could put on yeah, the bottom yeah. of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. There's a study where they took um, Palestinians and they took uh, Israelis, and they gave them magic mushrooms, and and they did it separately. They didn't bring them together because that might have been problematic. Oh, that's yeah. really <laughs> problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely an issue. <laughs> and and they eventually, you know, got the results out of this study about they asked them about opposing sides. And while they were using the substance. And you know what the results showed? Is that core values were so similar that it was amazing that they were so far apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning what's so important to a lot of us. What's your backgrounds, by the way? Italian. Both Italian. Yeah. And so you, you would have got this. Yeah. Family's number one. Of course. Yeah. You know, how beautiful is you guys yeah. like crushed tomatoes in the canteen? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. of course. I love, can I come? I'd love <laughs> to do that. Okay. Got She's fucking amazing. We'll sprinkle so. some shrooms in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now we're on to something. I love it. I love it. Okay. Neighborhood pasta sauce. Yeah, be, yeah. Okay. 100%. <laughs> so, I, think, I think even with sh- like bouncing off that, I think, well, what I experienced, I think I, I can speak on Anthony's behalf too, was just the death of the ego. Yeah. Right? Which is huge. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you're like, okay, that tree's moving. You know, like <laughs> I'm not alone here. Or like I, I'm I don't matter as much as I thought I did. You know what I mean? We, or, we are so irrelevant as yeah. 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 we're that's, absolutely irrelevant. We're yeah. not we, shit. That's yeah. what I took and, from it. And, it, and it takes sometimes, a lot of the times, it takes a fucking good shroom trip to be like, I am fucking nothing in this world. So like whatever, whatever it, I yeah. think I am, I'm not. Yeah. And like usually that will humble you to the extent of like, I find that if you're an entrepreneur or a, a high level uh, individual, that almost sets you on like a new, a new track where you're just like, holy shit, I gotta hustle 500 times harder because I'm fucking nobody. Like who am I, right? So go ahead. No, and it's, but, and it's not only that because, it, and it goes back to me telling you about like these really successful people who want to pass down yeah. their knowledge and their yes. experiences. So you hustle, you realize you're nothing, you get out there, you get to success, you get these material things that you think are going to make you happy. And then one day you realize, holy shit, I have fucking access to everything. Yeah. I could go hop on a private jet and go here. I can go drive this car. If I wanted to, I can go meet this lady. Yeah. It's no yeah. problem. Yeah. But then you realize giving back, letting go of your ego is the most important thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning from massively successful people, yeah. Yeah. that they drop their egos. They're in a position now where they cannot kind of let their guard down yeah. a little bit. What do they yeah. have to prove anymore? Of course. Yeah. Um, and giving back to people and connecting with people 
of all walks of life is yeah. great yeah. because mm-hmm. it really is very rewarding at the end of the day. Of yeah. And by the way, the grind in between in the rat race isn't easy, but if you can balance it, because you can't just be lazy and expect of it to course, happen either. Course, it's not just going to come to you because no. you're all kumbaya. Yeah, yeah. So you got to find out, you got to find that magic formula both yeah. and, and, and fuck magic, maybe a bad pun, but like <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of figuring this stuff out. Of course. Yeah. Well, it, and, and that's kind of why we did this. We did this to, to, to not only talk about our experiences, but bring people like you with tons of experience in different fields to, to talk your shit, to, to give say what value. you got to say, yeah, to, to give, give the value, value, right? So, no, which is crazy. One, one thing I want to talk about, I know you got to head out soon, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it going. I'm, one, going. I'm one, having fun. Unless you guys want to cut no, me No, no, dude, we'll fucking we'll we'll go forever. I love this stuff, <laughs> one, to be honest. One, one thing I wanted to talk about was, obviously, um, there has been a huge, uh, let's say, uh, overgrown trend in psychedelics to whatever extent. What do you think has pushed that forward? Because for the longest time, it was like shrooms were looked at as like a fucking bad drug. Like, oh, you do shrooms, oh, you're fucking or crazy. Or like psychotic. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. psychotic, bro. You're fucking nuts. Like, obviously, I know that there has been some some uh, big public figures who have uh, come out and, and talk about their amazing experiences with it. But what, what do you think has really driven it um, to a point where there are companies like you, or maybe not like you, but you know what I mean, publicly traded companies in the psychedelic space? Um, like, what, what, do, what do you think has pushed it to, to that extent where people are like, okay, this is legit now? So on the science and R&D side, I think they were really making great headways in, the, in you know, those early studies, right? And back in the 60s. And, and then when it all got shut down, there's still really big advocates and pioneers that I immensely respect. I, I'm not that person, as I told you. This yeah. was a very new passion of mine. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and <laughs> I'm trying to be careful I say this. I think what you saw was a big cannabis sector run. Yeah. Yes. And then I think people were like, whoa, what's the next thing? Yeah. Like, what's True. the next thing after this? Cocaine? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah. like, you yeah. know, yeah. this is how human yeah. psyche yeah, works and this is yeah. how investment banks work. Yeah. Yeah. But I also believe there are incredibly sincere people on all fronts, meaning there are some great companies out there that want to come up with the next drug discovery that helps this mental health crisis we're faced with wait they do post-traumatic stress disorder uh you think of like how can we help our veterans how how can can we help people with severe trauma we're seeing exemption 56 licenses being granted by health canada right now which allow people who are going through very sadly coming to grips with their terminally ill diseases and stuff um that they're allowed to use magic mushrooms so so people do want to help people at the end of the day i'd like to think yeah um so i think the resurgence was was a little bit of hey cannabis got us here can psychedelics get us there yeah. yeah but by the way i don't think you can compare the two substances yeah. not at all i don't completely think there's different a, completely yeah. different completely maybe different. the only way i could do it is on a branding angle because yeah. i'm a recreational route sure so what i what i also believe is then you got some really good people coming into the space as a publicly traded side which brings a lot more awareness yeah. you know you get Ke- uh, kevin o'leary promoting yes. mind med, mind you med know, yeah, yeah. bruce linton's a big name you know yeah. helped with us helped with mind med um there's compass there's some big names behind them and a tie life sciences like all these big names Mm -hmm. and and you know at the end of it all is i think you're going to see real companies win out though and so so the resurgence is a little bit on hey let's be capitalistic let's make some money let's day trade this of course i think then there's a whole new generation that's like hey um, we need help now. Yeah. Raylan's not helping yeah. me. Uh, uh, you know, the, these SSRIs aren't helping yeah. me. The SSRIs, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and I don't take them. I don't. I hate. I hate. Uh, I won't get into this <laughs> yeah, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I am vaxxed, but I hate big pharma anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't even touch Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so, um, 
it was just this resurgence of acceptability. Yeah. You know, and I think people are easily accepting things more, yeah. but I really believe, and I really believe this, that social media movements and communities getting together are so much more fucking powerful these days than yeah. they've ever been. Yep. And, and, and hopefully in the right way, because I think you could exploit situations too. Yeah, yeah. But in this right way, people are just saying to governments like, I just want to use magic mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I don't care what you think, because I know it's great for me. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. the way, uh, my boyfriend, when he drinks like, you know, half a half a bottle of vodka. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's, like this yeah. guy is terrible. Yeah. But if I give him some mushrooms, holy nice shit! Is, yeah. <laughs> so so how do we merge? You know, the knowledge the two, about yeah. it and 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 the social media movements are powerful. And you'd like to think the governments are going to want to make their money on taxes one day because yeah, it's not going away. They don't mind it. Mark. Yeah. There's Instagram accounts right now selling magic mushrooms. Oh, we know a bunch. Yeah, we know a bunch. <laughs> yeah. We know a bunch. I would love to do that, yeah, but yeah. you know, I'll get delisted. No, if but I went like elite. you said, they're looking at that track record, right? They, they're going to look at that track record. So I think anyone in the gray area now doesn't have that chance anyways to, to get out there and, and be big scale. So it's good the way you're doing it. <laughs> I think it's slow. It's got to be slow though, right? Yeah. Patience, so, patience. A big, a, big piece, a big piece of what you were saying in terms of a, from an investor standpoint is, like you said, you guys aren't like, like I, I won't sh- shit on Lululemon, but like for example, <laughs> Lululemon, like they're making clothes. They're not really changing the world with their fucking clothing. I mean, it's great clothing. Some great pants. If you guys here, hey, we'd love to get you on the fucking CEO, <laughs> but it's great clothing. But they're not changing the world with their clothing. You know what I mean? Uh, or maybe I don't know what's going on in the business, but to me, they're not changing the world. So I think what you guys are doing is like you say, you're really on the brink of potentially changing the world. We're trying to. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, we're really trying to. Which and- ultimately is from an investor perspective. Uh, I guess a long-term investor perspective, you go, fuck, this thing could really go. You know what I mean? This thing could really go. And then to add on to that, if you ever use magic mushrooms to whatever extent, you're probably oh, you'll sold. Throw down. <laughs> you'll throw down. Yeah, you're fucking sold at that point. Like yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna hop on the thing and fucking cop some shares after this fucking interview. Yeah, but yeah, well, for I sure. mean, listen, again, yeah. do your due diligence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a, any way for me to talk about this stuff is amazing yeah. exposure. And, yeah. and um, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like I'm not really like I, I'm against my first foray into taking company public and yeah. man the pressures that come with of that course. I'll tell you like it is it is not easy people think it's all fun and games yeah. I mean when you get shareholders yelling at you and yeah. people yeah, thinking yeah. I'm like listen our stock at one point was about a 200 million dollar market cap and we actually didn't have much yeah mm-hmm. um what we did because there's so much momentum momentum is we had the ability to raise money during that time yeah. which yeah. is really neat and sometimes shareholders should actually uh, I got to be careful. I say this. If I was talking about another company, sometimes shareholders getting into the hype of a company yeah. really work for the company because they can capitalize that because the banks come to them because of the liquidity and yeah. they'll help raise the money. So the shareholders coming into it, even if it was overvalued at the time, yeah. actually help it grow if they use that money of wisely. Course, properly. Of course. Yeah, that's what they do with it. Yeah. And, and so for me, I'm like, I, I'm so sorry that you bought at 60 cents or whatever, but we actually didn't have anything now. We're using that money for good use of now course. to grow the company. We actually yes. have revenues now. Yeah. 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 So, you know, for me, the, 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 that side of it is always of confusing because I actually think we have way more now than we had then. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think we're undervalued to peers that, in my opinion, don't have a lot yeah. other than a blue sky approach to finding out some drug one day that's going to cost them maybe a billion dollars to discover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas we're just going to focus on rec. We're going to focus on the tech, as I said, and we're going to focus on having fun. You know, yeah. Steve Jobs spoke to Yale or Harvard one day just before he died and he was encouraging the, the graduating class. I'll never forget how he ended this. I love it. He goes, he looked at everyone like they're academia and you know, a lot of yeah. people get all fucking pompous yeah. and all this stuff. He goes, don't ever forget to stay hungry, but stay foolish. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we as a company are staying foolish yeah. because yeah. you know right what? On. We're real. And, right and that's, yeah, that's yeah. the way it's got to be. I, I appreciate that. One, uh, one, uh, one, one question I have for you is a little bit more about you personally. Um, what was it like stepping into the position of a CEO of a publicly <clears throat> traded company? Like what kind of pressure has that put on you? Maybe um, has that put a strain on personal relationships? Like I don't know how 
personal you're willing to get, but I'm just curious, like, if you could kind of summarize that and say, fuck, when I stepped into the role of CEO of Red Light Holland, these are kind of the things that have happened to me personally. Yeah, well, as you can see, I've cleaned up my act. I'm wearing three-piece suits. I'm not wearing ball caps. I'm slicking back my hair. I'm really playing into that. So you're like us. (laughs) You know? Uh, um, It's, it's, you know, and I I really appreciate that question. So, um, Let's start off by saying I have a two and a six-year-old, yeah. and they just turned two and six. So yeah. when I did, took this public, they were like one and five. Wow. Um, there's a lot going on at home when you have a one and five-year-old. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I have an unbelievable wife. She was a rock star. She was like, um, she was a world-class gymnast, like won worlds for Canada wow. in oh, rhythmic right gymnastics. She was a model, not just like an Instagram model. Not that I'm dissing Instagram <laughs> models. I think Instagram models are great. Yeah. Okay, but she like walked the runway of Dior in France. Wow. Like she like really cool nice. lady. Like right I mean, on, right independently, on. like went to tr- U of T in Toronto. Like uh, she didn't get an MBA, but she got a business commerce degree. Amazing. She works for financial planning at a company called InBev. You might know them. They're Labatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like she's she's the real deal. Awesome. And um, so we're both a very hardworking couple. Yeah. Um, but you have the kids, so you have lack of sleep because of the kids. And yeah. that's our kids because, you know, we're their parents, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we go all the time too. Yeah. Um, so there is stress there, right? How do you balance family life and how do you balance work life? And how do you balance work life when you're in growth mode? Yeah. You know, like we're apps, like it's like pedal the metal because, yeah. you know, I, I just want to go. So it is difficult, man. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. There's yeah. a lot of strains on our us, us as a relationship. For sure. Um, and, and us as being parents. And we're trying to do right by every decision we make. I think... I think, I hope, um, you know, she's my rock and I hope she still realizes I'm her rock and we support each other. We love each other. And I think most importantly, cause nothing's perfect in this world. That's the other reason I hate this world culture because yeah. life's about yeah. ups and downs, man. Like it's, it's like hard work, ups and downs. How do you get through it and how do you become better? Yeah. And then how do you get the next generation to be better than you? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we're trying to be better for our kids. And what, what I mean is about trust is like at the end of the day, if you have trust with someone, holy shit, is it great? Because, yeah. cause you can go to bed going, Ah, uh, we might have argued that day, but they're for, they're here in the long haul with mm-hmm. me. Like yeah, we're, yeah. we're we're going through this together. Yeah, yeah and yeah. um, and and you know it's it's uh it's 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 awesome because yeah. it's real. Yeah, it's real life. And and if someone tells you if you're talking to a couple or like they're married and yeah. kids and like everything's perfect, dude, yeah. they're fucking talking shit. Talking shit. Yeah, they're so fake. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I like working through things. Yeah, yeah. And I hope more people want to work through things. Yeah, because understanding communication and working through things, you get the best results. Yeah. Did you have to? Did you have to battle any type of stereotype from going in, from broadcasting into a CEO position every day? Yeah, yeah. still to this day. Still, yeah. I raise my money like this. Like I don't give a shit. Yeah, I wear my yeah. Jordans. I wear my hat. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, because. Because they're going to see through that. Of course. Yeah. And then, then I'm not like really doing anything. You're fucking that's... fake. If you show up with a suit, but then they catch you on the street <laughs> and you're, you got your cap on, your Jordans, so like, this isn't the same guy I talked to yesterday. Yeah. Why the fuck would I want to invest in him? And, yeah. and you know, there's times I'll dress up, but that's because I would have dressed up anyway. Yeah, I always yeah. wear a cap. Maybe I got to get rid of that at some point. But no, I, I, I have some nice shoes, yeah, a couple yeah, like yeah. nice swanky blazers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, I will. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say it. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Brad Lamb once said to me, the yeah. chairman of the board, he goes, he go, and he didn't say this from like a pretentious point of yeah. view. He goes, you may want to clean yourself up a little yeah. bit, yeah, yeah. shave a bit and all this stuff. And I go, why? Like, let me be me. He goes, no, no, no. Always be you. But the, the reason is like, you're kind of in the drug business right now. So you don't want to actually look like a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, yeah, which fair, I thought was fair. funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, amazing. Um, you know, amazing. I did actually trim my hair a shit ton since yeah, I'm yeah. doing this. But Don't. I fight those stereotypes. Um, I use any negativity that comes at me as motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I think, was it Pascal, uh, Pascal Siakam who said that? 
or, or some, some some raptor was yeah. being crushed during the probably last Pascal, playoff. Probably, yeah. And I think I think there was someone gave him the same advice as Kyle Lowry gave him that yeah. advice, and he said, "Dude." You take everything that's said about you, and everyone's lying if they don't read that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I don't do is go on the forums. Yeah. Yeah. The forums That'll fuck you but up. But my buddies will go on the forums and send and them to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll <laughs> fuck you up. Yeah. Those forums, those, from a stock perspective, those guys will crush. Well, I used dude. to go on them for every other company I used to invest in. Yeah. So there's no point in doing it. But again, back to the inside and the outside, you do have to listen to what people yeah. are saying. Yeah. Yeah. But 100%. you listen to good investors yeah. yes. you know, who call you. Yeah. Uh, Don's one of them. Yeah. Don's a great investor. I'll listen to him. A great yeah. investor. Yeah. Um, but but you i love using negativity as motivation yeah. mm -hmm. I, you know it's and maybe like listen um that could be bad too because because <laughs> you sometimes focus on the negative too much yeah, too motivated yeah. you should just be self-motivating yeah. mm -hmm. so but you know what i love proving people wrong yeah, i yeah. think of my i'm 48 years old i think in my career i've always done that and mm -hmm. i think i will always continue to bro you that. look no more than 30 years old bro thank well thank you no you, more actually, than you actually remind me of i'm a huge Portnoy. dave portnoy yeah, fan you, like you, you remind me I'm of a him. like dude i fucking love the guy <laughs> he's the king he's the fucking king he's, yeah. he's the he's the epitome of like 100 million dollars <laughs> did it without changing who he was the whole yeah. way he's the absolute king so it's like you look at that guy and and i i get the same vibe from you yeah, and yeah, i'm I a do. huge dude like i'm fucking Listen, a huge he's never back down anything yeah. uh he, you know like i love the stuff where like you're you're a masochist you're this like, we're, yeah, yeah. we're gonna see you a female ceo like, 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 yeah. like it's just crap yeah. like that because yeah. people they want to bring down successful people yeah and he's done it on on a blue collar mentality and that's yes. still who he is and yeah. granted i think he's got a great home in miami now it's okay to celebrate success with material things because that's that's the reward at the end of the day but he you'll see look at all the talent he's still churning through his whole system yeah, yeah, yeah. Up and he's still going he brags still... about it, and they're going to make money because yeah. of the off of his back so yeah. it's it's a great mentality it's a i take that as a compliment yeah i sometimes joke for the barstool sports <laughs> of the psychedelics i love that dude. and and we're going to be real we're going to be yeah, as real as still... possible and luckily we think we have a great run rate meaning the cash in the bank to yeah. Yeah. to really give us a great shot it. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and to, a great team great team it seems team. like yeah yeah man yeah don't don't change who you are people Never, yeah, honestly unless you're an asshole then like yeah no i think i think <laughs> from a business perspective uh, we fucking preach that hard like we, yeah. look at us, we look like a bunch We're of schmoes like this, and, and, and we'll show up to like our most important meetings like this bro yeah. unshaved looking like assholes but that's who we are nah you guys look good and <laughs> you know what's interesting about you two and, and again I like when, when Don told me I was going to come on I obviously like went on did research and stuff yeah. um you guys have a really good vibe with one another. Like it yeah. feels very general. I don't know if you fight off off air no, at all. I don't or like, I've no. ever fought. No. Yeah. No, that, yeah, and that's a really hard thing to um, to uh, to replicate. Yeah. So uh, I would say, as someone who's worked with different partners in media before, but it didn't materialize out to maybe the way I thought it would. Um, don't ever forget that because that's a big thing that will yeah. lead to success. Yeah. Back thank to no you. ego. Yeah. I feel like you guys like don't have these egos in this. Yeah. You're just growing a great company. Here. Yeah, and no, thank thanks you. To Appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, we we always talk about it. We talk about it a million times. We won't go too in on it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, right before, right before the pandemic, yeah. uh, so the, in January 2020, we had like a, a really good shroom trip. I just yeah, like we did a nice hero. Dose we did a nice hero nice. dose. We fucking yeah. really really took off. But we had intentions behind it straight up. We went in with intention yeah. and uh, we came out like I, I, I want to say better people, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, we just, we, it was fucking, we, it was, we knew what to do. Almost. It's like we unlocked a different path that yeah. we had to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So That's fantastic. Yeah. People yeah. must, clients especially must um, detect your sincerity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. We, we show up to every meeting being who we are. And like, it, listen, sometimes maybe we didn't get the deal because of the way we are, but a lot of the times we did. I, I say more times than not. So yeah. it's being genuine, man. And in the approach from start, to, from start to finish, whether it's a fucking conversation you're having with somebody or, or a shareholders meeting, you yeah. know what I mean? So, so a question I hate getting to this day. Yeah. I hate it, but I'm going to ask you guys this. Who's your favorite guest since you've been doing this? Ooh. <sighs> 
Yeah, see, that's my response. That's tough. Okay. Because every conversation brings a different piece of value. Like I, I literally leave every conversation. Who's who's the best? Because I say that I say everything, and then someone says, "But who's the?" As as of recent, I'm gonna say. Zark was really good. Zark was extremely Zark good. Yeah, yes. Zark's a great guy. Zark was I, really I grew up King Street West. He's yeah, a, he's a great guy. And yep. you know, he's, he has great experience and, and he's very look, at, look at his change in life, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, no ego. And, that's why. Yeah. That, was, that was a huge one. And he talks um, about uh, psychedelic shrooms a lot. Yeah. So it was just like, that yeah. was actually perfect coming Recent into this. Zark, Zark was, is a very motivational guy. That was one of my yeah. favorite ones, man. And um, yeah. I knew Zark when he was ripped and like Zark was a Zark was a ladies guy to Zark. He brought it up a couple of times too. Yeah, and he Zark just like, yeah, you know, was, any car I want, any girl I want, oh, it, was, it was all Zark, good. Right? Zark was the king of Toronto. Yeah, and now you see him and, and he's helping people like you're saying, right? These yeah. people just want to end up helping others with their experience. And and I love those stories, man. And I think that you definitely have a similar one too. And and I was going to say, this, this, this has been a great conversation because we love shrooms, but also I love the uh, team building and just the aspect of like, the, you're the CEO of a, 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 you know, a huge company in, in my eyes, um, publicly traded. I'm very into stocks. Yeah. Like ask him, I'm fucking every day on it. I, and then I, I come in in a bad mood to my fucking, <laughs> it's a bad Friday, it's a red day. You know what I mean? So I'm very into this. So yeah. I, I've enjoyed a lot of that type of talk with this conversation. Oh, so thanks. this has been great. Listen. One thing I gotta ask you: We're the MBH podcast. Money buys happiness. Yeah. When you hear the term, <laughs> what comes to mind? What do you think of the term? Uh, listen, I actually think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would be stupid if people said there wasn't. Um, like I've done well before trip, right? I, yeah. I made good investments. I did very well in canopy as well. Um, I built myself a cottage in Muskoka. Oh, out of boy, um, nice. I like I contracted the job. Never done that before in my life. Nice. Bought cool. a bare piece of property. You know, oh, hired sick. the first guy to put the driveway in. Got the hydro put in. Got a septic. Amazing. Did the like I yeah. contracted the entire job, every yeah, square yeah. inch, designed it myself. I mean, I got an architect to do it. Of course. So, so that's something I could afford to do. Cool. Um, built it three years ago. Crazy enough, the pandemic hit right after we lived there with the two kids. Like we didn't have to be in yeah. Toronto, yeah. so I even loved it more because it's awesome. like that's I love being in Muskoka. I love yeah. being I love being with nature. I love being on the water. All this kind of stuff. How much fucking happiness did that buy me? A ton. Yeah. Like like, and I was there with my family. Yeah. So you know, there's a great example of that. Um, you know, when I was younger, like I was more material. I dropped a lot of money on like clubs, yeah. and you know, drove a poor wasn't it wasn't a nine eleven, but it was a boxer ass. <laughs> but it was looked good anyway. Yeah. Um, and and did that lead to happy? It did. I'm sorry. Like yeah. like yeah. you know, in a weird way, I was partying and yeah. I was like you know driving around as a younger guy in a Porsche. It yeah. that I felt good doing that yeah. because I earned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say that money buys happiness if you earn it. Yeah. And nice. I think that if you don't earn it, I can't imagine it buying any happiness. Yeah. Because you got to feel like just a troll off of someone else's yeah. money. Yeah. And what, what like a miserable that. existence. That's, yeah. that's that a if great someone just hand, Yeah. So, yeah. so if you earn that money, yeah. And by the way, if you can give back and not be a dick because yeah. you have it. And by the way, there's always someone with a heck of a lot more than you of have. Yeah. Oh, of so there's no always. point in being dicks. So, but yeah, money will buy you happiness. But the rest of it uh, will buy you um, like a real connection. Of yeah. course. I like that. We've never had that answer. No. How you earn, how yeah, you earn, you earn yeah. it. We've never had that. Got to earn the money. Yeah. Earn I was not right given on. a cent in my life. Yeah. yeah. Not a cent. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom gave me a little bit of money for my first mortgage, but I also gave him a little bit of my bar mitzvah money to do an addition to the cottage. So that balances out. <laughs> yeah, so nice. You're even yeah. We're, nice. we're fucking <laughs> even. I, I remind him of that all the goddamn time. In fact, that cottage. <laughs> they're listening, they yeah. know that you're even. Well, their you're cottage, even. well, my dad's now because they're divorced. Yeah. But my dad's cottage got up in value. Like, I, I better be getting those returns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's amazing. Cool. It's so true, man. It's uh, yeah. how you earn it and then also just what you do with it. Of course, if you're going to fucking earn all this money and just 
snort lines all day, you're not going to be happy. But if you're earning all this money and you're uh, make sure of buying the things that you like spe- uh, for you a cottage and spending that time with your family, like of course it can buy you happiness to an extent, right? I it, love it, that. It's a great listen. It's a catchy title too. And uh, thanks. <laughs> it, it, and, and just be but be good with money too, right? Yeah. Like yeah, like yeah. it. it it's you, you gotta you gotta budget your own life. Yeah, but when as well. you earn it, that's when you learn how to budget. Yeah. Dude, I shut off a light in every room I'm still in. Yeah. Every single light. That's, that's an Italian one. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, Dean. We're all Italian. I'll like, snap if I I'll get snapped out. I get snapped out. You shut the fuck it. Oh, one, one backhand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, so so you know it's little things like this. No, um, awesome. That they're important. Yeah. That's yeah. still man. Oh, my, maybe I'll go shopping right after this. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, see that. But by the way, I know you got to run here. That's the shitty thing about being a CEO. Sometimes it's like I posted a picture of me golfing the other day, and mm-hmm. I don't golf a lot, but it was a great golf shot that someone yeah. happened to film me doing it. And I like I'm posting this, yeah. Yeah. and then I had a shareholder ripping me. Oh, must be nice. Your stock's oh, down six percent today, and you're out golfing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how the hell do I not go and still have moments in my life that I get to enjoy? Yeah. And by the way, yeah. I did take the guys from Happy Caps I told you about earlier, HappyCaps.ca, yeah. buy your homegrown kits that I can promote. Yeah. And 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 it was a team building thing, yeah. and it was a great team building things because you know these are beauties with hair down to here on a yeah, golf course yeah, and like yeah. everyone's looking at us like who are these really bitcoin and we're just having fun and it was, t- it was true team building yeah. so, what are you supposed to do when the stock's going to sit in your uh, room and just cry like I don't understand and you, you need a balance like yeah. that you're a fucking human yeah, like, yeah. You, you, just because the stock's doesn't mean you can't live your life like and a, a lot of human. us know I don't know how much <laughs> fuck guys I could talk forever so yeah. I, I thank oh, you for distraction of in my course. life I need no, this no, thank no, you um, I read a great article the other day. There's, we always talk about, and I talk about a lot, called mindfulness, like being mindful yeah. for others. Being, yeah. But this article talked about don't only be mindfulness, because mindfulness is actually still using your mind, meaning you've got like, you to concentrate on yeah, things. Still. Yeah. It's like, and that's, we, we, compartmentalization in this day and age is very tough, especially yeah. if you're motivated to do yeah. well. Um, and especially if you have a family and trying to do well, it's like yeah. never ending. But this article talks about mindlessness okay. and mindlessness is just doing the things that are habitual in your life that you do well. So in your case, it might be drinking a shit ton of tequila, yeah. but no, <laughs> probably <laughs> very true. <laughs> or that's, no, no, you know, it, it's more like, you know, even little things like maybe you're a good cook, like just yeah. popping cucumbers. You're not yeah. thinking yeah. about it. Um, maybe it's it's maybe it is golfing yeah. right uh, it's funny that the swing that i actually had good i'm talking through my swing and hitting yeah. it on purpose I'm like yeah guys just nice and easy and boom yeah. i hit the thing 280 wow. and it was because it was mindlessness yeah. and mindlessness is almost as important if not more important because you're actually taking away from concentrating on something giving your mind a break which leads to creativity being energized being focused on the new thing something will come up because you took your mind away from all the shit that's on it yeah, yeah. so so i encourage people try to be mindlessness at times as well yeah wow. yeah i i totally agree i totally agree we have trouble doing that here because yeah. we're trying to grow <laughs> yeah, this business tough. and whatnot but but it is very important i agree with yeah. you yeah like uh like you must be good at like super mario kart or something, <laughs> right? i'm uh i'm a soccer guy we're actually okay. both we're actually italian sure stereotype okay. soccer we, we both love soccer so that's kind of yeah, my but like thing. anything to get into your flow i guess right yeah. like into yeah. your yeah. own flow. Like, you, like, yeah. you need to get away from business to create yeah. something new in business too yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no anyway. agreed agreed i know listen i'd love to continue we'll probably get you back to be honest if you're up for it um, but Todd, it's been a fucking pleasure, man. Holy, uh, yeah. amazing! Where chat. can everyone find you on yeah. Instagram? Yeah, so I'm uh, old radio name. I nice. am Toddy Tickles. Nice, nice, it's, nice. Uh, right on. Uh, and I gotta get on social more. I've tried yeah. it. That's back to like, like the social stuff. 
I used to be so good at. I yeah. made a living doing it. Yeah. yeah. And now again, it's like even if I'm posting pictures of my kids, people are like, "Why the fuck are you not working?" I'm like, oh, "Holy shit!" I'm gonna get back on it though yeah. more. And then and then uh, I am Toddy Tickles on Twitter. It's a good mm-hmm. verified following, I think, cool. for a Canadian. Um, and and you know I don't juice. You know guys they juice. <laughs> they they buy their shit. Like yeah, they, yeah, the yeah, juicers. Yeah, yeah. No, you know they're no, juicers. They're freaking juicers. Classic. You know, be careful, juicers. They're everywhere. These juicers. And then and then you get two comments. We have 150. Four likes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, dope. Um, um, we'll throw the links to yeah, below, throw it right? Up. And then Red Light Holland. Yeah. Uh, at Red, uh, we're at Red Light Holland. Okay. Um, trip is the ticker symbol on the CSE, the Canadian Securities Beauty. Exchange. If yeah. you're in America, it's Truff. Always do your due diligence. Speak yeah. to a financial advisor uh, and call me and go look at our filings on CDAR to see how real our business is. Awesome. And then uh, there's one other thing. Oh no, I can't give my wife's away because you might steal her from me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much, okay. man. No, I like the thicker trip, by yeah, the way. Yeah. That, that's, huge. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That's huge. And trough, I guess trough is. Trough is trough. Trough. Listen, yeah. you still got, you know, you got a, you got a resume. Branding, it's you got yes. brand, branding. Yeah. Brand, branding, I'll leave it on this note. Um, branding is far more important than, than, than a commodity. Like yeah. you need to brand. Yeah. Branding wins out on everything. Yeah. So if you can brand well, you'll win. You'll win. It's true. Boom. We preach that yeah. all day. Come we to do. the neighborhood if you need that good branding. Gotcha. <laughs> there you go. But on that point, again, man, absolute pleasure. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely man. have you back. Thanks. Yeah. And thanks for the tequila. It was tequila. But <laughs> yeah. you know, over an hour, I'm allowed to <laughs> no, You're good. Okay. You're good. Dean? We out. <laughs>